Hi, this is Beata, and welcome to another episode of Solo Leveling. We're going to be watching Beastars episodes 8 and 9 today. I'm going to be watching it on Netflix, and we're going to start with episode 8, 1, 2, 3, play. And as usual, we're not going to be skipping the intro here. Why would you anyway? This song, the opening is so good. Da, 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 da. I forgot they were doing this, the dinosaur festival. See, if it had been a goose that had been attacked, the perpetrator actually would have been killed instead, because geese are just that vicious. But a duck, yeah, of course they got killed. I mean, ducks can be vicious too, if they're like protecting their uh, offspring. I love that this lion, like, dude ties his hair back into a man bun or a ponytail.
like bending down to talk to a little kid. You're so scary. That's the worst when you go down the stairs and you just miss it. So it's like, dang, if I had run a little bit faster. <laughs> don't think of wet bunnies, don't think of wet bunnies. I think you could have phrased it a better way than in a way that, and maybe it's just the translation, but the way that he phrased it was kind of infringing on her body, body autonomy or bodily autonomy, uh, just because it is up to her whether she has sex and who she has sex. And while her own reasons may not be, you know, completely healthy reasons, it is still her choice and her autonomy. And yeah, and you lecturing her about it um, isn't helping. Like she needs someone to listen to her rather than someone to say, please don't give yourself away like that. Treat yourself preciously or whatever. But it just makes you look more suspicious if you guys run away like that. Because they can't see you like sort of leading him, so they probably think that he's kidnapped you and is holding you hostage to run away. It would be easier if you just piggybacked this 
Her legs are not as long as yours. They're probably not even like one half as long as yours. I guess you don't have a good sense of smell and you can't smell them. Listen, I'm a himbo. I'm sensitive and thick-skinned. No, his tail's so cute. Who is that person that just fell while running? That looks like the San Francisco Bridge. I'm distracted now by that bridge. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez, Bill. My dude, what are you doing? <laughs> like, this really does not look good for Bill. <laughs> it's so scary. You know what would be really horrible is if in this world they do that thing that you do to like cats and dogs, which you should not do um, 
where you declaw them. Like, imagine if carnivores with sharp nails had to get declawed. So like Louis, Juno has a way of unifying the club in her own way. She's definitely on a more relatable level for the rest of the members than Louis is. I'm sure there's also the thing of she's a woman, so unlike a male carnivore, she's not as scary to other people as a male carnivore would be. Jewess with an R. This is like what she was doing with Legoshi. Yeah, that's a sexist comment. <laughs> Alright, let's not go into a, a salt territory here.
I don't really like their relationship, especially in the manga and how it developed. Like, I really think it's a missed opportunity to explore in depth more uh, gender and how it affects an interspecies relationship when the woman is the one that's the carnivore. But it really is a shame. like god imagine if this was endgame was louis and lugosi and this was a declaration of two rivals for lugosi I love Alba's face. <laughs> he just looks like a perpetually grumpy owl, man. <laughs> There should be a warning sign that he's interested in someone else because he is thinking about it and he likes the idea of a couple being blessed, but he's not looking at you, it seems. Like all the carnivores have night vision, whereas the herbivores don't, so... It would be a perfect chance if a carnival wanted to to attack a herbivore. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's because, of course, the carnival has an advantage, but also it's kind of symbolic of the shame and the stigma attached to eating herbivore meat in this society, that you have to do it under the dark, just like the black market, under the darkness, you have to, um, you can only, quote unquote, indulge in your instincts and be connect to that primal part of yourself in the darkness.
it's just getting on all fours too. Like very primal. This is also probably triggering her trauma from that night when he actually attacked her. Oh. Bro, that is not Louis. Feel that beefy thigh. Not Louis's thigh. But it does say something, right? That in her fear, the person she was imagining that she wanted to come save her was Louis. Um, even though that wouldn't make sense because Louis doesn't have dark vision. Like, how could he find you? Yeah, look at his face when he talks to her. Okay, and that was episode 8. After a, a quick word from our sponsors, we will be back with episode 9. I'll see you then. Hi, welcome back to Solo Leveling. Thanks for listening to the ad break, and now we are going to move on to episode 9. We are going to play in 3, 2, 1, now. I feel like Beastars doesn't deserve a mature warning. Um, just because I think that there's a difference between like having to deal with certain topics like Beastars does uh, versus actually warranting it with uh, the content and like the depictions stuff. Because there is dark stuff that happens in Beastars, but. No, when I think of like maturity and something that warrants a mature level, I think more of like, um, I guess, like how in depth it talks about uh, the sort of topics and also how it portrays them and whether it's more graphic or not. Ooh, a different style of animation. Look at all those books on his shelf. And what a prince, he just lives alone. He doesn't have any roommates. 
<laughs> movie for Ralph Lauren Polo. I really think that um, this dude, Louis' uh, father, the man who quote-unquote adopts him, as it were, because he is a deer, he's a herbivore himself, that it, he could have been really interesting. Um, but they kind of underutilize him in the manga. Which, again, is a shame, because there are very few actual like villainous herbivores and more complex and kind of morally gray herbivores in in the manga and in the series so he really could have been an interesting opportunity because you know this is not a great impression that we get of him I love when they change the art style because it's kind of signaling to us that because the change of the art style um, indicates that that in their reality in the show, let's say, that this is so traumatic to him that he can't like completely remember it um, as it actually was in like quote-unquote reality so the different art style kind of signals to me like disassociation or uh again like dealing with that memory um in a way that is perhaps more palatable to you and like just remembering um not every single detail but remembering the feeling more than uh let's say the play-by-play -play event. But yeah, it's interesting that Louis, instead of like stabbing all those carnivores in that room, um, he, he turned the knife on himself. But you can immediately see that his dad's not a good person because, you know, Louis was a child and he knew about the black mock and, and about this operation, but instead of uh, informing people or doing something about it to dismantle the whole thing. He used it for his own purposes to find an appropriate son who is a traumatized child who he gave a knife to and only saved because he saw some potential in him.
and he immediately followed it up by giving him sort of self-affirmation through like physical affection and emotional affection by calling him his dear son and stuff like that which is very manipulative especially because again this is a stranger but this is probably Louis' first sign of affection that he's ever gone from somebody else which can really mess you up if your first relationship with the person who is closest to you, whether that's a parent or anybody else in your life, is starts off at that manipulative of a note. Like, I think I could write a whole thing about Louis' relationship with his dad and honestly just how bad it is and how badly it's done in the manga. <laughs> This sounds like Bakugo's VA. But beating him up would just make him into a martyr, and it would strengthen his position. Not his girlfriend. I think that he has too much hatred in his heart right now against carnivores to be a beast Beasta. Beasta. Barista. To be a beasta. Um, just because the ideal beasta is someone who has neither hatred towards carnivores nor herbivores and genuinely wants to build a bridge and equalize society for them both. And is willing to tackle the taboo subjects like the black market and meat eating. Because if Louis gets into power as he is right now, all you're going to do is further the tensions and the hatred between them.
Quick, do what Saitama, chase that mosquito down and slap the hell out of it. Yeah, she is she doing this on purpose? Yes, she is. You you got to stop this thing of grabbing her though. What about her feelings? It's like she clearly doesn't want to hear it, so I think that it would be better if you uh, didn't. I mean, the thing about like confessing is that it can be very selfish, but it can also be very understandable that you feel the need to confess your feelings for a person. Just because even if you know there's like no chance for you. Like, it's it's for you in the end, right? Like, confessing is for you, ultimately, to a person who you already know is taken or has feelings towards another person. <laughs> it has her feet smell. Another thing about the lion Maya tying his hair back, I think, which is an interesting part of the design, is that because he's tying back his mane, which is used to signal power and to intimidate his opponents, he is trying to make himself more uh, quote-unquote civilized and more friendly looking to other people, especially herbivores. Which immediately gives you a hint to what kind of dude he is. You're trash, dude. You're still with your girlfriend even though you cheated on her. And she knows you cheated on her. I was not- I hated this. 
this was something that I felt like was actually very lazy writing. It was not good. Uh, I think warning for sexual assault is coming up. Because I'm just like, Haru is our main female character, and like literally to do the whole thing of kidnapping her to further the Nagoshi's progress and development of a relationship and to force her to like see him as more of a man and also to like sexually assault her, really not good. It's like we already sort of knew what society felt about her and specifically how she was completely white and how rare that was with the way that those other rabbits bullied her. So this was not, you know, furthering the narrative in any way. And in fact, it was kind of two steps back. I respect you, take off your clothes. Wow. Hashtag feminism. And like, even if you argue to me, well, this is actually like an important part of, you know, showing um, how herbivores can be terribly treated as merchandise by carnivores and stuff and it's not really sexualizing i would point it this i'm like this is clearly sexualization of her like it's too many times like this is something that could easily be skipped over um and we could just see the after effects if it really happened and it could be dealt with in a much more sensitive way Another interesting thing about Lion Mayer's design is that his eyes are very kind of like not intimidating eyes. They're not feline eyes, right? Which is another thing that carnivores use to hunt their prey is their night vision. So by making the design, making him have these like ridiculous sort of cartoony uh, pinpoints, it also lessens his intimidation factor and makes him less of a quote-unquote savage carnivore but it also makes him stand out a lot because like very few other characters in the show especially carnivores actually have those kinds of eyes and it also makes him yeah more untrustworthy like yeah listen to this dude he got dentures he spent so it's like to achieve power politically as a carnivore you need to get rid of signs of your carnivoreness physically which is really messed up 
And this is sort of mirroring his reaching out and making the deal with his dad as well at the beginning. And it's interesting that you're blaming though them because it's easy, right, to blame them and to not look at your own complicity. Because you shook his hand. You made that deal. You didn't have to. Yes, he was blackmailing you, but you did end up making the deal nonetheless. And the real shitty part is that Louis knows what they do at the black market and what those guys do. And so he's choosing to sacrifice her for his career. And it is for his career. It's not just uh, the morally high ground of you. I, I can't sacrifice one life for everybody else. It's like, come on bro like it was the blackmail that got you and like your fear of not becoming a beast star not any high ground because whether you like it or not you can't really affect um whether the city falls into chaos or not and he did this in public too like that's how mad he is he he's Lagoshi is always so aware of his status as a carnivore that he always tries to be gentle around them but he really just threw that fist <laughs> at Louis. Dislike. <laughs> I disliked that sentence. It's like, again, not a possession. Come on, guys. Okay, and that was Beastars Episode 9. I totally forgot, like, some of the plot points that happened in this, but for the most part, they're really interesting plot points that further the progression, especially um, Louis' backstory and his decision to sacrifice Haru for his own career. We see what kind of person he is and where his priorities lie, um, and the pressure and expectations on him as well, versus the expectations on Lugosi, who he has that pressure and he has the stigmatization of being a convoy, but at the same time, he is more free than Louis, because Louis has his dream of being the beast star, but at the same time, in becoming the beast star, will he lose himself? Um, Will he lose his individuality and, worst of all, his morality? Uh, because when you start saying things like, for the greater good, mm, you know, steep hill to go down. Um, take that lion mayor, for instance, who wants to not even talk about it and is willing to get rid of the things that make him, him um, so that he can pass as, like, a model of civility in society even though it's like no matter how much you change 
your denture, no matter how much you change yourself by tying your hair back and getting dentures and cosmetic surgeries, you will still be who you are, both deep down in your instincts, but also, you know, when you're that big of a carnival, like people will still look at you and think carnival first and foremost. And then they might get comfortable around you, but, you know, you're not, what you're doing is like you're basically also oppressing and like pushing down the other people that, for lack of better terms, can pass, like that can afford cosmetic surgery, that can't do the things that take away what make them carnivores. And you're perpetuating the fear of those carnivores over people like you who are willing to downplay yourself. So yeah, very interesting introduction of characters and backstories in these episodes. Thanks for sticking around, and I will see you next time. Bye!